episode. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I am joined this week by our two awesome co-hosts. Kicking it off first, Mr. Zach Sneath. Zach, how are you, sir? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Excited to uh, talk about Scream today. Uh, I had a really fun time watching these movies, so um, because I hadn't seen any of them leading up to today, so really excited to talk about it. Excited to be here with you guys and excited to go ahead and, I mean, really just kind of get into things. So, yeah. And also joining us this morning, uh, probably in the best mood out of all of us because, of course, hashtag she said yes. Congratulations to Brandon. Got himself engaged over the week. Woo! That's hey, thank you, Phoenix. Thank you, guys. Oh, it, it, it was still just as surreal as, like, like i know what happened but it's still just hard to believe it did happen you know like it's just like it was nothing but a whirlwind after that just like just an awesome vacation after that so um every day i talk to her i'm like i can't believe i got engaged to you she's like i know <laughs> so it's funny it's funny but yeah it, it is good to be back it is good to be um i guess back to normal now because uh last week was a huge whirlwind um but back to real world now it is great to be back. It's good to be talking another movie with you guys. So yeah, Phoenix, how are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm awesome, man. And especially to be talking about this movie. So Scream with uh, Five, which it should have been called, but it was just called Scream <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, so, they couldn't. They, they couldn't find. They couldn't think of a, a clever way, um, uh, like they did in Scream Vim. Scream. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But uh, so finally hits theaters. Uh, we each had a chance to see it. I, I know me, I didn't pay attention to the Scream sequels after Scream 2. So I had to go through a refresher course to, before I saw Scream 5, watched all four of the films, uh, loved a few of them. <laughs> uh, but I was going into Scream 5 kind of like down on the on the franchise because I was like the last two movies man I was just like uh I don't know I was like I don't know if they can keep this going this is just this is just weird and it, it started to spiral for me so uh I went into Scream 5 a little hesitant but uh I came out of Scream 5 overwhelmingly <laughs> overwhelmingly positive and ready and shockingly ready for more screen movies so like <laughs> Brandon what I'll, about I'll, you I'll have to agree there so um I, I recently did a full stream viewing um other than five back in October leading up to Halloween and I watched scream one two three and four and so I like I feel like we should rank what we think of the screen films a little bit later mm -hmm. however currently um I loved one enjoyed two Hated three, really enjoyed four, and I just absolutely love five. So, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say on it now because I'd love to dive into spoilers with you guys. Oh, yeah, we'll get into spoilers later. Zach, what was your uh, view of Scream going in, and how'd you come out on Scream 5? Uh, my view going in, I actually uh, really liked four, so um, I was just hoping that we didn't get – because there's so many different – ways it can go with um you know like any franchise like that that's been around a while like there's so many different ways it can go it can be either really good or really bad so i was kind of just waiting to see 
what this was going to be. I wasn't sure on what, how I was going to feel. So I kind of went into it with that mindset and um, I will say I was happy coming out of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, let's go ahead. Let's, let's, let's dive in. Cause uh, we got a lot to talk about on this movie. Uh, so Scream five, this one uh, stars Melissa Barrera and um, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown and a bunch of other people whom I do not know. Um, Jenny, <laughs> Jenny Ortega, Jack Jenny Quaid. Ortega, Jack yeah. Quaid. Uh, so this was a brand new uh, crew of uh, of people. This was the first one uh, screen film that didn't focus primarily on Sydney Prescott. But of course, if you've seen the trailer, you know that she is involved in the movie. Um, and uh, it was interesting because we we're we're back in Woodsboro. It kicks off the the same way like the last few movies have, with someone answering the phone and and discovering you know that they they about to get got. Um, <laughs> what was your opinion of that scene? Because I know we had seen that scene in the trailer, and to me, I was like I thought it was either you know a setup for, you know, you know how they did in Scream, I think it was Scream 4, it was either Scream 4, yeah, Scream 4, where they like did like these stab uh, montages, where it's like, oh, this is the opening of Stab 6, and this is the opening of Stab 7. I was like, that's what I was thinking that that was, was like, like a parody. And mm-hmm. it, it was actually like legit, like it was part of the story. So that was actually a good surprise. But what did you guys think of that scene? I, I love how they did that actually because it's like because that that was the like was like that was the one one of the first kills other than the first screen that wasn't part of the stab films yeah so it was great because like you set up your main character already you set up that your killer just has access to technology that is modern day that like anybody can hack in unlock your doors anybody can mask a number now it's just, the funniest thing to me is how she literally does the cliche. Oh, it's always the first girl that answers the phone that dies. <laughs> He's like, yeah, where are you right now? <laughs> yeah, so um, I really love the opening scene for Scream. Um, it was it was great. Um, I thought it was really well done. I'm glad it wasn't an opening with Stab. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, the one thing that I do have to say about the screen franchises is i don't always the reason i i okay i'll say this i did not like the first one that much at first because if you're just watching that as a solo movie it's kind of cheesy a little bit to have the i didn't like the whole oh he's behind you like (laughs) that movie like i i don't like how they like do that necessarily all the time it gets kind of old for me so it was kind of refreshing that they just stuck with Scream. I like that there was a lot more Scream than Stab, I kept yeah. hearing in this movie. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that, no, that's an interesting point because, like, the first Scream movie was a um, commentary on a lot of the horror movies that had come before it, which were very, you know, very tropey. That, you know, they did the, the same thing over and over again. And, and, you know, saying that's what Scream was sort of like making fun of. And then as, you know, the second one came and they made a movie based off of Scream, then it was sort of like a, a commentary on itself as, as it progressed. 
So like mm-hmm. the, the stab movies became sort of like a big trope in the uh, in the Scream franchise. And I always thought the the the, the second one that uh, like the first stab movie that they do in uh, Scream Two, I always thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like <laughs> just like really really funny. Like and then the scene. I love Jada Pinkett, but like that death scene is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so like bad. it's like he what she gets stabbed in her seat, goes up to the stage, everyone's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then she does like this big dramatic scream and passes out. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like <laughs> it was just so it was so meta. It was way too meta. But like, yeah, there's that was sort of like the the motif of two, three, and four was like you know creating. Uh, a world within the world of Scream that was also sort of making fun of Scream, uh-huh. uh, which I thought was great. So like in this one, and this is why I think I like this movie as much as I do, because um, I don't think this movie would be as good if it weren't for two, three, and four. Like, because they use all of the things that we've seen in those, in those three movies sort of against us, <laughs> like in this movie, whereas like it plays on what we think is gonna happen, like from from the jump scares to the music to like, you know, who the killer is and all of that, like. With the fridge scenes, every time somebody opens the, the, the door to the fridge and they shut it and they- <laughs> that fri- You know what, that fridge scene, I, I couldn't, I can't, man. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. But you know what, like the way they did it after the first time, I was like, they're not gonna do it when we're expecting it because yeah. they play the music and then they go and <laughs> nothing. No. And so I was like, okay, well, they're just gonna keep messing with us. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like that was brilliant. Like, like that was that was really good because each time mm-hmm. it happened, I was like, uh, 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 oh, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 no, oh, they fucking with me. Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny because like that, that that entire sequence, like every time they did that, it just felt like a huge love letter to Wes Craven. Oh yes. Yeah. It, it like I didn't realize that Wes Craven had did all four of the previous uh screen films. Like mm-hmm. so like I was like, yeah, because it's like not like you know, I just realized that like, you know, as I was watching them, but like even like way back when when I was refusing to watch the screen movies, I was like I was like, the main reason was because I thought somebody else had taken over the franchise, so it wasn't going to be as good. And I was like, oh, no, these were all Wes Craven. So, like, even the bad ones were Wes Craven. <laughs> like, like, but, like, this one, you got the two guys who did uh, Ready or Not, which is probably my favorite horror film of the, like, last 10 years. Um, and, man, they just, they they get it. Like, like. Like their understanding of of Wes's uh, screen movies is on point. Like they really mm-hmm. uh, they really understood the assignment. Like, <laughs> I completely agree. Um, like me too. I love Ready or Not. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite horror film of the last ten years. However, Ready or Not is fantastic. I don't know if you've seen it, Zach, but it is definitely uh, worth a. It's definitely worth a watch. It's one of. Yeah. It's it's a mix of like horror and comedy and just it's so good. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember going. It's it's really good. I remember going to. I, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I remember going to the theater, not having seen any trailers for this for the movie, and just being like so shocked and surprised <laughs> about like everything that happened in the movie. Oh yeah, it's a it's a great yeah. time. It it was a great film. But back to Scream. 
Um, yeah. Um, Wes Craven just he did a fantastic job with three of the four of the films he did. Um, <laughs> listen, I <laughs> listen. I cannot defend Scream Three in any way. <laughs> the only good, the only redeeming quality that film has is Carrie Fisher's cameo. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Yeah. Um, back to this like this film actually had stakes to it like i love how they poke fun about like oh the film has to have stakes if it doesn't have stakes it's it's useless right and then they killed dewey yes they did they finally freaking killed dewey oh i mean i i agree i agree (laughs) but also disagree with you there i like i love that they killed dewey finally because like this man was unkillable but at the same time, I'm sad because Dewey was such that Dewey was like the best character. No, he was not. <laughs> when oh, he got slashed yeah. up and screamed too, I thought he was done for. Yeah, um, honestly, like I'm like he should have been. He should have been. He really should have been. But I get why they kept him. You know, they still had story to tell, which is like, which is what made Scream Three so disappointing. Was like, it's like okay, you you save Dewey twice now. And then in the third movie, he's like an idiot. Like, like I mean, like he's like dumber than dumb in that movie. Where it's like, really, you saved him for this? Like, I was like, and then in the fourth one, he's a little bit better, but then, you know, <laughs> gets beat to near death with a bedpan. So it's like, it's like finally in this movie, they they just they pulled the trigger. And it was it was right. It was the right time to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, like they said, you got to have stakes, and there's no greater stake than, uh, you know, killing off a legacy character. And um, yeah, it 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 worked out because he he got to be somewhat heroic in the movie, and then and and somewhat smart, and and then only to ultimately do the dumbest thing he could possibly do, and you know, bite the big one. So I thought it was a great send off to that character, but I am so happy he's gone. <laughs> so happy he's gone. <laughs> I mean, they handle his death pretty well, though. Um, yeah. Cause see, what really pissed, oh, yeah. you know, really pissed me off is like, I, I have one great issue with his death scene was why did everybody leave the go through the elevator? Why didn't just everybody stay until? <laughs> Ghostface was killed. Like, so I'm like, I'm like, I they have to be wearing a bulletproof vest. And like mm-hmm. when they were down for the count, just rip their mask off. Mm-hmm. Don't run away. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. that that's just one of the few tropes that I have. Like, that's one of the few tropes that they do. They always do is like they have the killer <laughs> down for a count and they don't bother taking the mask off to see who it is. <laughs> you know what? I don't know what you guys' viewing experience was with this movie, but Normally, when I go to a movie theater, no matter what movie I see, horror movie, comedy, you know what I'm saying, whatever, I, I, I keep my comments to myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how much I'm enjoying a movie, I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying, no, that's cool. You know, I don't get too, 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 like, excited in the movie theater. This was the first movie in a long, long time where I was literally yelling at the screen. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I'm like, and I was like, like, I'm in a big theater. It's packed. I'm like, like shouting at the screen. I was like, what on earth is this? Like, like, like there are moments in this movie where I'm like, 
yes, we're following sort of like the, the sort of outdated horror tropes where you like shoot a guy who's clearly wearing a bulletproof vest in the chest. You run away without unmasking him. Like, and, like, and, and a bunch of those things happen, especially towards the final act, which was like driving me up a wall, <laughs> like up a wall. I'm like literally in the theater going, what the, what are you doing? Oh my, it's right. Oh my God. Like, like, I'm like, I know people were around me going like, geez, dude, calm down. Like, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, but it was, it was driving me up a wall. But there were so many moments like that, that honestly, I feel like if you weren't a screen fan, might've taken you out of the movie. Like I can, I can see how some people were, would have been like, this movie sucks. I don't get what everyone's all hype about because they just do dumb stuff left and right. And it's like, yeah, but if you know the Scream franchise, mm-hmm. this is par for the course, right? <laughs> like, like <laughs> so it was it was great stuff. And like because it was so like blatantly just ridiculous, like it was it, it kind of made the experience a lot more fun. I, what what about you guys? How was how was that for you? Oh, I completely agree. Something that I noticed was just like. Oh, I, my theater was basically empty because I saw I had to see it like a few days past opening weekend because I was in Disney last week. Mm-hmm. So I went opening. I think, I think I went Tuesday to see it. I took my brother, but like there were like three other people in the theater. So we were able to get vocal because <laughs> like, there are a few scenes I was like, come on. <laughs> and like other people would do the same thing. You could just hear people in the corner like, what are you doing? <laughs> but like, but yeah, it's like, as far as theater experience goes, like I, I wish I could have gone opening weekend because I know how those crowds are. Oh man! Like, because I went opening weekend to us, and oh my god, everybody <laughs> got vocal at that part. When, when, when the little child like runs on his hands and knees. Oh man! Everyone was like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I wish I could have gone opening weekend to see this because just a vo- more vocal crowd would have been great. Oh yeah, Zach, what about you? Yeah. Uh yeah, I was also like there was there were there were parts of that where I was just like, what are these guys doing? Just like you guys were. So especially when they're at the party, as soon as I saw that they took him to a party, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's like you idiots, and you guys are gonna all of all of you are about to walk in there. Right. But then at the same time, too. I knew that. So at first, I did think it was a boyfriend. Like as soon as Dewey said it, <laughs> like and then like he but he threw us off a little bit, right? So yeah. I was like, "What? Why would you guys go to this house when there's a party and then still walk inside? It's like go get a prescription refill <laughs> like somewhere else, man. Like just go to exactly." Out, uh, they have 24-hour pharmacies, you know. It's, it's it's 2021 in the movie too. It's not like it's like the 80s or the 90s, you know. So and I, yeah, I anything I hospital related though, huh? Anything hospital related that made yeah, they could 90s. go yeah, they could literally go anywhere, and I'm sure anyone would understand. Well, I mean, of course, actually, but, uh, like even even funnier than that is like she was just in the hospital. Like if she had gone back to the hospital and been like, hey, I need a new inhaler they would have given her prescriptions yeah (laughs) upon looking back um when they get to the house and like once you know who the people are 
you can understand why they cleared out the house because those are the two people that actually cleared out the house. Yeah. And told the yeah. millennials to leave. They could have just gone upstairs, got the inhaler, and left. Mm-hmm. I never, I never connected the two. Like I always thought in the back of my head, it was Jack Quaid when that trailer first released. I'm like, it's Jack Quaid. You know what? I, I like again, like I said, like the reason why I like this is because the the previous movies really, really sell this. Um, one of the biggest issues that I had with with uh, I think it was Scream Four. Like the biggest issue I had with that movie was like, here's a series of murders that a few of you have actually witnessed, and you're gonna throw a party. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, I'm just like, I'm like, this is not normal human behavior. Like, if you just see your best friend get gutted, you're not going to a party. Like, like, unless you're a killer. Like, so I'm like, when they showed up at a party, I was just like, really? <laughs> like, this, this, this is what we're doing, seriously. But I love I love how they subverted the expectation, you know, it, like, dude saying, like, <laughs> he had some really great lines. He was like, uh, yep, saving your life. Just, you know, <laughs> saving mm-hmm. your life. You're welcome. <laughs> like, as he's picking everybody out. I was like, that's brilliant. Uh, there were just so many, so many good, good, like, callbacks to uh, a few of the other films. I love, uh, I don't remember her character's name, but uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown's character, she was sort of a Randy's uh, what, granddaughter or something like that. Where She was uh, the she was the paranoid one, right? Like, just like make, well, calling, she, making sure. She was the one that like, she was like the expert, you know what I'm saying? She was like the okay, yeah, the expert. Yeah. And like her character was hilarious to me because she was like, especially the scene where she like, breaks down like what a requel is <laughs> like, that was great yeah <laughs> that was it was just great character work i love i love everything she did in there and like i love the callback to scream four where they like say like the only way to survive a modern horror movie these days is, is you practically got to be gay and then of course her character was gay <laughs> and she survived so i was like that's that's just brilliant this is great stuff this is like well, what I mean by saying like the directors really understood the assignment. Yes. So, yeah, I will have to, yeah, I really like that character, but also, so literally when they're at the party right before they pull up, the other thing that was really frustrating to me was Jock. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go outside. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna. I'm, he's like, Oh, she sent me her location. Now I'm gonna walk around the corner like yeah. an idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, What are you doing? Man? <laughs> he 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 deserves to die. I I am not one to say that people are normally deserving to die. The stupid decisions he made, he deserved to die. Just like just just like just like Big John and Little John and the new Halloween <laughs> Kills film. They deserve to die because they make stupid decisions. Well, I'm actually glad he survived because to me, he he's like the new Dewey, like in, in my opinion, like like really, really dumb decisions get you got, but you make it, you know what I'm saying? And maybe and if they go all the way to screen eight, which I have no doubt Wait, he in my did mind make they it? will. He made it, yeah. The jock made it? Yeah, he survived. <laughs> Barely, but yeah, he, he survived. 
No, I thought no, he was dead in the grass. They found him, remember? Yeah, because yeah, she was like, I found Jug's body. Yeah, no, but he's he he made it because even at the end, you see him and his sister both in the hospital, you know, saying uh gurney. They're they're going to the she hospital. She was in she was in the gurney. They both were. Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta check it out again. She like gives him a thumbs up as she passes by him. He's like responds. They both make it. Um, what? Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. I literally just I... saw it like <laughs> yesterday. No, day before yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they both make it. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. So I'm I'm glad at that just because, like I said, I feel like he's the new Dewey where he's like survives even though he shouldn't. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but I uh, liked. I I want to go back to Dewey's killing. I liked it. I liked that. You know, they made the killer basically say, like, it's an honor to kill you. Yeah. Like, with the dramatic music. I thought that was, like, a really good, uh, like, way to honor him and killing him. Like, mm-hmm. with, you know, not that there's any good way to kill someone, but, like, to honor his character, you know? Yeah. Killing I, him, so. I did love that line, actually. That was that was a really good line. Um, and it, like, it's funny to me, like, like we haven't said who the actual killer is, but like, um, watching some of the kills, man, they are brutal, brutal. <laughs> like, like really brutal. And I'm like, wow, like for for that level of brutality, for who the killer actually was, I was like, that's that was crazy to me. <laughs> I was like, I was yeah. like, yeah, that was like. The, the thing I love about this the, this franchise, right, is, like, trying to figure out who it was, right? And I, I wouldn't admit it. I would not I would not admit it to anybody in the group chat, like, because they got on me the last time I guessed something wrong. But, like, like all of my picks died. <laughs> like, like, everyone who I thought it was, I was like, I was like, oh, it's definitely, oh, no, he's gone. Okay. Like, it's like, okay. Like, it's definitely her. Oh, okay. No, nope, nope. Got that wrong. Like, I'm like, at least three times. I was like, all right. And then when they finally revealed it, I was like, I knew it. <laughs> like, I was so, like, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was two or not, but I did also. So it was weird because I did pick um, Jack Quaid's character and then Amber. Huey, or not, not Huey. I'm thinking of the boys, but his character in Amber, mm-hmm. um, those were my two picks for who would be the killer. And then they both ended up being the killer. Yeah. So. Like she, she was she a was little kind of, too close to her. And yeah. I was like, it's funny too, because ah. like once it's revealed and you go back and you're like, oh my God, of course. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, like thinking about that opening scene, I was like, I was like, that wasn't a live video. She sent her a recording. Like, oh man, like, you know, I'm like, like, of course it was her. Like, oh, it's just brilliant. And like, dude absorbed yeah. himself because he was totally like unaware. He was away from the situation always. It was a great twist. It was, it was a really great twist. Um, oh, what did I want to talk about? There was something early. Uh, oh, what did you guys think of Melissa Barrera's character, the, the new main uh, character in this movie? Sam? I thought she was great. Yeah, Sam. You go first, Zach. <laughs> okay. Um, I really liked that character. I like that they made it Billy Loomis's doll. Yeah. Daughter. Yeah. 
But I will say I'm waiting to know who the hell the mother is. Like, <laughs> because here, no, and here's why I say that because if that's Billy Loomis's daughter, that means Sydney Prescott would have known the mother. Mm. They would have went to school together. Because mm-hmm. he died, obviously. Like, spoiler alert, by the way, for if you haven't seen the movie, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, since this is, we're talking about Scream 5. So, and, but yeah, I mean, so she would have had to have known who, like, was her mom because otherwise, because he died in high school. Mm-hmm. So she would have known who it was, you know. I mean, it's a small town, so. Right. Yeah, but I really, I really like that, and I like the ending where, where she basically goes, you know, you don't f with the serial killer, and it just like goes. Oh, she went. Oh, it was beautiful. It was so that good. That was awesome. Like, like, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I like again. I was like, I, I try to restrain my emotions in the movie theater. I'm like, but man, when she went on, like, like. When they when they shoot Amber and set her on fire, like I was like I was like really pumped, but I, I like held it in. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was like yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, but when she I knew went, I, okay, I knew because they shot him in the head. I knew she was gonna freaking come back immediately. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but like, I, I feel like too. <laughs> it was like when she when she went ham on dude, I was like, oh god, I was like yes, like it was like the greatest catharsis <laughs> like like you could get i was in i was just in the theater like kill him kill him <laughs> it was great oh dude another kill that made me happy in the movie <laughs> was that guy who kept hollering at the jock's girlfriend no <laughs> oh, yeah oh, like, i was so happy when he died i he was like it. that's right take that yeah, he got a sure. he got a smooth one too like it was just oh yeah over. yeah it was just like oh no you're dead dude yeah <laughs> It was like right to the karate. Like, oh, mm-hmm. oh God. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> you know, there was a part that I that I that I loved um going back a little bit. Um, when they're all together just trying to discuss who the killer is. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, stab eight ruined my childhood. <laughs> they referenced the last Jedi, and it was hilarious because <laughs> they, they say it by name, Stab Eight, Last Jedi is the eighth film. I say it was ruined my childhood and it didn't make any sense compared to the other ones, which I completely disagree. Last Jedi is my third favorite Star Wars film, but right. oh my god. It, it, uh, dude, the commentary like on on the stab movies and how they relate to like not just the screen franchise, but like pretty much any franchise that has, you know, gone on past like its first, you could argue, three films. Uh, uh-huh. like I, I love it because it's so funny and so true, right? Like there's there's at least one movie in a franchise where you're like, what on earth is this? Like, like you know, and as a fan, you know, especially as a fandom, we have that that tendency to be like, you know, like they ruined my movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how dare you ruin this thing that I love so much? Like, cause I know yeah. as, as a movie fan, Man, if, if movies could be like weapons, we would kill people <laughs> like, like all day long. Be like, you said what about scream? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like it would it would be like that. So like, I know how passionate 
uh, fandom can be about their movie. Like, listen, Alita Army, you know what I'm saying? Car carrying member. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So like, you talk, you talk mess about the Alita Battle Angel movie, bro, let's stomp you out. So like, <laughs> so like, I know, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and the, the passion that goes behind it, I'm not sure if it would drive me to murder all of my friends, but <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, like, that's a, that's a joke for legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zach's Joker origin story. <laughs> His like, ghost face origin story. Man, but yeah, I, I dug it. And like one of the things that I hated so much about uh, Scream 3 and Scream 4 was the motives behind the killers. I, I just felt like they got stupider and stupider. I was just like, the, the third one especially, I was like, what? Like, like that was just ridiculous and like such a ridiculous brain dump of an excuse i was like get out of here but the fourth one the the fourth one i got a little bit but it was still like really like like, so uh emma roberts character in the fourth one was sydney prescott's niece right yeah okay just just making sure it's been a while since i've seen it yeah like so like this one like the the motivation i still think was a bit ridiculous but i sort of as like i think you get it as a as a movie fan you you get that motivation uh a little bit more probably than anybody else will um but yeah i still thought it was a bit ridiculous (laughs) my favorite scene i guess not my favorite favorite but one of my favorite scenes in this film is when amber acts like she got stabbed she covers herself in blood runs outside and Gail Weathers and Sydney Prescott are right there. She's like, "Help! I've been stabbed." She's like, "Do you believe her?" Nah, it's bullshit. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, like they. Oh, that was that was one thing. Oh yeah, like, that was great. Like there, there's one thing about this. Not one thing. There are several things, but, but like this one in particular. I'm like, listen, if you're gonna have Sydney Prescott in these movies, right? I know it's been like twenty some odd years since you know Scream three or no like 10 years since three four um like she should be way more of a badass at this point <laughs> like like way more like if you know she that, was this movie she, i'll give she, her that she, she was. was she was better but it was still like come on dude like i'm like i'm like you have been in this situation four times already four times and you survived man if you don't know karate or or like <laughs> gunplay at this point like what have you been doing like you've been wasting your life if like in the 10 years since the last time this has happened to you you have not developed some sort of skills like i'm not saying she Uh gotta be you know uh uh mila jolovich in in freaking resident evil but like you know maybe maybe you know you don't end up in a situation where you got a knife to your throat. I'm just saying, like, you should you should avoid being stabbed at all costs in this movie at this point. Like, you can you can you can take a whooping, but like, you shouldn't get stabbed. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you should be over getting stabbed at this point. Like, <laughs> and right, Dewey, Dewey, you know, I mean, he got so he got stabbed, but it was. Because he was being stupid. <laughs> but like, as soon as I heard something, I'm like, he's going to turn away. He's going to die within that split second. And then I was like, yep, I knew it. Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, man. Have yeah. You, have you ever seen Scary Movie 1? 
<laughs> of course. So I never watched them because I before this I never really watched scary movies. Uh, I mean, it's, it's I will not, say it's... a lot of things make sense because they talk about Dewey being doofus, mm-hmm. and that I get it a lot. <laughs> oh, so you have seen Scary Movie One, huh? So you have seen Scary Movie One? I guess so. It was a long time ago. I didn't understand oh, it as much. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny, dude. It's <laughs> it's one of the it, it's because they just it's like a direct pull from Scream, but they just make so many jokes about it, and it's hilarious. Yeah, like. Uh, the scary movie, like I think they literally started because of Scream, which is mm-hmm. like, hilarious to me. Uh, yeah, like because especially thinking about how Scream was a parody of all the horror movies that came before it, and then suddenly people were parodying, parodying Scream, which I thought was just ridiculous and hilarious. Um, but like I got way more into the scary movies, <laughs> scary movie franchise than I ever did Scream until now. And um, like, yeah, the scary movies, man, they were they were hilarious. Like and and that's something else, too, that I feel like like this film uh, carefully includes, but also like sharply avoids is like too many like scary movie references. But there are scary movie references in this, which I think is just it's done so, so incredibly well and just mm-hmm. subtle. Uh, just the way that they they throw in little nods here and there, man. Like this is this is like for a fandom. Like I, I'm I was never a passionate scream guy, but I feel like if you were, like this movie is perfect, man. Like it's absolutely perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I mean, I thought it was a really really great movie. Um, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One what? other thing, one other thing that kills me, like that, that was driving me crazy in this movie, in the third act, right? And and after we've revealed who the killers are, they literally take like ten minutes, like explaining like their backstory and why they did it, their motives and like what their reasoning was, and they're like, and I'm like, they literally got a gun to point it at one person, a knife pointed at another, like, and it's like like you're you're clocking in a long ass monologue at this point like bro like wrap it up like wrap, wrap it up like either kill these guys or 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 what like but like it just feel like the entire movie they was just taking their time to talk about what they're doing why they did it and i'm like and i get why like at some point you have to explain your motives but I was also like, come on, guys. Like, like we're clocking in at a long, long time here. We yeah. ought to be discussing. Like, it, it just gave me the whole, uh, remember when supervillains used to, like, explain their evil plans, like, to the heroes? Like, it was giving and me that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you could have picked any time to talk about this. Yeah. It was, like, at that key precise moment, like, y'all are well, like, a lot of talking. Yeah, like you have him there, you're about to kill him, and you just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. <laughs> That's one thing I wish they would do. I wish that it wasn't that predictable at the end sometimes. Like, I, I kind of want him to just kill everyone and get away with it. <laughs> like, at a certain point, it's just like, all right, they're going to talk and, like, I mean, yeah, they're going to get away. <laughs> and this has always been, I think, with the horror genre in general for me, 
this has always been my biggest issue. Once you've seen one of them, you kind of can tell the other storylines of the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's really hard for me <laughs> to get into it because I feel like I'm watching the same stuff over and over and oh. over. Like it's an overall arching thing, you know? There are parts of like each one that do make it unique, but yeah, I mean, overall we're really watching the same thing. We know the ending. <laughs> we know that there's going to be... A- more likely two killers and that you know so i love i yeah. love the commentary in the beginning when uh they she asked like what uh her favorite scary movies are and she mentions like you know she mentions the babadook i believe and like and the girls on the phone like what is that <laughs> this is like like you know elevated horror you know what i'm saying like these prestige horror films and she's like, they're so much better than the, your, you know, typical slashers because those are basically what Zach just said. Like they're the same thing every time. And uh, I just love, like again, like the commentary of like not just on um, the slasher genre, but making fun of where the genre has gone, even at this point, where there are elevated horror films like The Babadook, like The Witch, like Get Out, like Us. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like okay like we could we we going we going in a different direction but even still uh i love how they were just able to play on that and be like man you know bring it back to the slasher and all the tropes that come with that yeah Uh, yeah any final thoughts on screen five brandon um not really i just i i really enjoyed this film um part of me wants a sequel but the other part of me wants to just end it here. <laughs> Don't make another one because you ended on such a high note, right. you know? So I, it's a mixed bag for me. But what I will say is this film was awesome. And I'm excited to get my rating for it when you when we discuss ratings. Right. So, Zach, uh, what about you? Any final thoughts on Scream 5? Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I would say second favorite in the franchise overall um it was a great movie and i don't know that they really could have done it any better so yeah yeah um I, how would you guys oh no you go phoenix you go yeah, first i was gonna say like um in terms of th- this movie i think it like as as good as a screen movie could possibly be at this point um like the right amount of meta commentary, the right amount of uh, horror, the right amount of blood and violence. It was a really like violent movie. It really had some great catharsis. I think the best thing was it had some really good characters. Uh, that was always my fear. That was that was my principal fear uh, going into it. Was like these are brand new characters that we have to get introduced to. And I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to vibe with them. You know what I'm saying? Because we spent so much time with Sydney and Gail and Dewey. And I was just like, you know, that, those are, those are, those are the, that's the screen people. But like, you know, we get this brand new cast and it's introducing us to like, what is it? Like six, seven new characters. I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm going to vibe with them. And not only did I vibe with them, like I, I loved this new set of characters. I really enjoyed them. Um, so I was, I was like kind of sad when, when some of them died, I was so mad when they killed, uh, Judy, deputy Judy, 
Oh. oh man, that one that one hurt. I was like, why, why, why would you take so her out? I, I actually, I wish. I don't know. I felt like it would have been better if he saw his mother. Mm. And the, like, not that it's right, but like, I would have <laughs> liked that emotional moment with him seeing his mom and the thing, and then fighting for his life instead of the just fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my only thing, yeah. but. Uh, that was that was heartbreaking. Like talk about yeah. a character that you endeared to me in one movie that I cared more about than one that you endeared to me in four. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I really like this movie. Uh, like honestly, I think probably the best <clears throat> of the franchise uh, since obviously the first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brandon, I'm I'm interested in what is your final rating for Scream Five. All right, so final rating of Scream 5 is a four star. Um, I really enjoy this film. Um, so I'm going for the, the, the upper half of a four star. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, um, and I would what, love to hear what. Yeah, I was going to say, and what? how would you rank uh, the Scream franchise in total? I was actually about to ask the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, five, four, two, three. One, five, four, two, three. Okay. The, th- the third one is just unredeemable. It's not <laughs> Zach, what about you? What's your what's your rating of this movie and your ranking of the Scream franchise? <clears throat> so I gave it a four star rating. I thought it was a great movie. Um, and also, funnily enough, my ranking is actually the same. It's going to be one five four two three. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mine is a little bit different, but I'm also going four stars. So four stars across the board for Scream 5. I thought it was fantastic. Um, my ranking is one, five, two, four, three. Uh, ah, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. The three one, yeah, I'm sorry. The third one is is irredeemable no matter what. They're, they're, I do think they do great character stuff with Sydney in that movie. That's That's great, but because it doesn't materialize into anything beyond that point, it's pretty much useless. So, yeah. so yeah, that's where it goes for us. Uh, so that's how we're at on the screen franchise, guys. If you have seen it, please let us know your thoughts. Uh, we all really enjoyed it. Four stars across the board. Really want to hear your thoughts on Scream and how it made you feel. Uh, you guys can let us know your thoughts on Twitter at FilmCodePod. And uh, we're going to move on here to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. What have you seen? What is good? What would you recommend? Brandon, why don't you kick us off? So um, this newest semester just started up, and so I haven't really been able to watch any movies. However, been watching Ozark season four because it's finally dropped. Go watch Ozark, one of the best shows you'll ever watch. Um, it's up there with like Breaking Bad. Um, it's it like if as, if you guys don't know what Ozark is, Ozark is it's kind of like Breaking Bad, but more on the money laundering side of things than actual drug dealing. So it's I personally really love this show. So uh, Jason Bateman is an absolute phenomenal casting um, for this show. Uh, everybody's just great. Every everybody just acting wise is great so story is great definitely go check it out hey zach what do you got um so i've seen a lot of movies actually recently but 
all of them are the Scream movies and <laughs> then two okay movies. So I'm going to go with the one that's closer to being good. It's so close to being good, but it just wasn't there for me. Um, on Letterboxd, I think it does have like a 2.9. So it's like right there on being a good movie. But <laughs> for me, it's a two and a half. So uh, that movie is actually going to be in time. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, but it's kind of like a futuristic dystopian movie. And like, so in the movie, basically your currency is a time and it's worn on your wrist. Oh, I remember and that's, that. Yeah. That's how you pay for everything. So I did just watch it. Um, and, you know, some people might think it's good. Um, I think it was very close to being good. Um, there's certainly a lot of people who are kind of in agreement with me because it has a 2.9 on Letterboxd. So, um, but yeah, I mean, go check it out. See if you like it. If you really like sci-fi, if you really like this dystopian kind of future thing, then yeah, I think it's a it's a good movie to watch. So that's crazy that that, that it has a two nine with this cast. You got Amanda Seyfried, Killian Murphy, Olivia Wilde, Roger Deakins does the freaking cinematography. Like what? This movie should be excellent, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. But thank you for the recommendation. Um, the movie that I recommend, uh, some people, they, it, it, I don't think it's dropped in certain areas, but if, if you've come across it, please watch it. It is a fantastic movie, and that is The Worst Person in the World. Um, this is a movie from, I want to say, from Denmark. It is fantastic. <laughs> like, absolutely fantastic. I watched this movie maybe about three days ago. It immediately jumped into my top 10 of the year. It is sensational. Like the performances are out of this world. It's such a really emotional story. It's like, it, it's a devastating movie and yet I could watch it over and over again. <laughs> like that's how good it is. Uh, like if you haven't seen it, man, I mean, I can't, I cannot recommend this movie enough. The worst person in the world. It is so fantastic. Great story, great performances, excellent direction, and a, a screenplay that is, I mean, to die for. It is so good. So that's where I'm at. Worst person in the world, Ozark, in time. You got a, a, an incredible list of recommendations to go with on that one. And uh, hope you guys enjoy. All right. So it is that time. It was my co-word this week, and I am interested to see how well these guys do. They look like they have no idea. <laughs> so your co-word this week was weather. Uh, your clues are is a movie from 1980 to 1988. Uh, your, oh God, what was it? Uh, your last cast member passed away in 2021. Uh, which means every other cast member before then passed away before then. And your movie was written, edited, and directed by the same person. And you get one more hint, which is this movie is a musical. So 
Brandon asked for another hint before we came on and I gave it to him, which was that your lead is known for something other than acting. So Zach, yeah. Can I guess first or who, who guesses first? Yeah, yeah, you actually I, do guess first. I know what this movie is and I'm so excited. I know what it is. I know this is a movie. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to take my earbuds out because I'm pretty sure I know it too, but I don't want to hear it before he goes. Just give me a wave when you're, when I'm ready. Okay. All right. All right. So this movie, <laughs> this movie, this was so easy, Phoenix, for me. <laughs> okay. I, so this movie is Purple Rain. Okay. By Prince, who is also known for something outside of movies. Okay. It was made in 1984. It's a musical because it's obviously about Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Prince, by the way. My mom would play it all the time. <laughs> I love Prince. Um, and Albert Magnoli is the director, editor, and writer of this movie. Um, so that's how I know that it's purple rain because and the rain has to do with weather so <laughs> nice all right all right brandon <laughs> okay my guess is 1984's purple rain all starring right. prince okay so that's just my guess because he directed uh albert M- magnoli directed albert magnoli wrote and he also uh what was the third one composed edited Edited, yes. He also edited. Okay. He stars Prince, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago and came up in between those time frame. Purple Rain is weather-related because rain. <laughs> so that is my guess. Purple, 1984's Purple Rain. All right. Well, I have shocking news for you both. You both are correct. Yes, <laughs> Purple Rain. Way to go, guys. All right. Love it. Yes. I thought I thought weather would throw you off, but I guess not. Yeah. Purple Rain, uh, 1984. Your lead was Prince, obviously. Your director, Albert Magnoli. Your last cast member, neither one of you got this one, to, to pass away was uh, Clarence Williams III. He passed away June 4th of 2021. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go in looking for that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, yes, it is a musical. So, yes. Purple Rain, congratulations, Zach and Brandon. Good, good job on that one. Have either one of you seen Purple Rain? Yes. No, actually. I well, I've I haven't I've seen I've heard the song. I've seen the music video, I believe, but right. no, I've never seen the movie. Oh, well, check See, it out. My dad loves Prince, so <laughs> yeah. he showed me the movie. <laughs> it's it's a it's probably like a two star film, but because it has Prince, it's like a classic. So like, but yes, congratulations. Uh, Brandon, you did not know this going in. So what did it for you? What, what, how did you come to, to guess Purple Rain? I was thinking musicals and then whether you associate rain, storm, tornado, I'm like, all right, rain. <laughs> who, who, who does a song about rain? Who is also, who does, who had a one-off movie? Prince. <laughs> Perfect. Way to put it together. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys guessed Purple Rain. Hopefully you did. Uh, let us know. You guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Code Pod. Zach, where can everybody find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneed, um, or you can find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. And Brandon, where can everybody find you, sir? 
you guys can find me at f-a-n-t-a-s-m-i-c ears on letterboxd go check out what i'm watching over there it's kind of kind of at a kind of at a, a dull point right now of movies um <laughs> got a lot of life stuff going on but hey uh, go check out what i'm watching over there thank you guys again for listening and follow the podcast on twitter instagram and tiktok all right, guys, and my name is Phoenix Cloudy. You guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1, that's the number one, and on Letterboxd under PA Cloudy. And as always, follow the show, Twitter, Instagram, at FilmCodePod. This has been FilmCode. We will see you guys next week. Uh, and we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>